And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Building a Life You Love. And today I have the pleasure of having a great conversation with a parenting strategist and author about finding work that fulfills us, finding work that we can really step into our purpose and our flow, and being open to continuing to try new opportunities and jobs and really going after what we want. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Lillian Riki. She is a parenting strategist. She's a mom of two adult sons, one who's had a particularly challenging um, time as a child and teenager. She was a primary school teacher and she has authored six books and she has done many other things she's going to share with us in just a little bit. So I would like to welcome you to the show, Lillian. Hi, Thanks, how are you? Yeah. It's awesome to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I love that we've connected several times now. Lillian is one of my new friends from Australia. And, you know, I want to thank you, first of all, for making the time time zones work, because I know that that's a little bit tricky with so many hours between us. So mm-hmm. can you start off with telling us a little bit about your journey uh, of being a mother and how you've um, kind of navigated different businesses and sort of what you're doing you know, now and have been doing over the last many years? Oh, well, <laughs> okay. So um, I'm a mum to two adult sons. I have a 35-year-old son who is a naturopath, herbalist and nutritionist. He's actually doing his profession because of our family's journey. So I'll come back to that. I have a 28-year-old son who is in business with his dad. He's been in business for 10 years. They are electrical contractors. And he is where he is at because of our family's journey as well, as is my husband, which is really, really interesting. So seven and a half years between my two boys, my first son was born. So I've had two marriages. I'll let you know that too. I, I had my first son at only 25. And uh, he was a very quiet, you know, cooperative, compliant sort of kid, you know, and didn't get in trouble. We never heard from the school. Like he was well behaved. He was studious and quiet and self-entertaining. He was one of those sorts of kids. And then so I separated from his dad when he was only a year old and met my beautiful current husband. And we've been together for well over 30 years now. And then we had um, our second son or my second son uh, seven and a half years after my first son was born. But boy, oh boy, Kristen, was that <laughs> a different experience. So <laughs> so my second son was born into this world with a huge bang, like he was very challenging from the get-go, like from birth. If he, if he wasn't breastfeeding or sleeping, he was screaming. There wasn't a lot of in-between. There wasn't a lot of quiet time. It was just go, go, go which put a lot of stress on our whole family. So on, you know, my um, husband, on my eldest son, on all of our relationships because he basically demanded everybody's attention, um, which which was was challenging. So I was teaching. I was teaching before he was born. 
And then I went on maternity leave and uh, and had him. I went back to teaching for a little while, just part-time teaching, um, really to be totally transparent with you for a bit of a break because he was so challenging. Yeah. Um, the only thing was that um, we put him into childcare and they, they really just couldn't handle him. So we lived at that time in a large country town in northern Victoria and there were five childcare centres and uh, he basically got asked to leave every single one of them because um, either, you know, because of the parents, you know, putting pressure on the centres because he was quite aggressive and and didn't play nicely with the other kids or we felt compelled to take him out. So it's interesting because my whole career from then till now, which is 25 years ago, has been a reflection of what's happened with him and, and our journey with him. So as far as businesses go, so I was teaching, I did some part-time teaching. Then my husband, in his wisdom, decided to expand his electrical contracting business and he said, why don't you come in and be the office person? And, I mean, talk about being totally out of flow. Yeah. Um, I was the worst office person ever. I was great with people. I was good with the customers. But as for all the the payrolls and the invoicing and all that administrative stuff was just not in flow. And one day a lady, I haven't told this story actually for such a long time, a lady walked into our office, um, our electrical office, and actually offered me some information about this company that produced all of these, you know, products that were free of of harmful ingredients or toxins. And at that time, we were pulling our hair out with our then five-year-old son um, with his hyperactivity, his defiance. He'd been already diagnosed between age three and a half and four and a half with childhood depression, ADHD and ODD. So this information she gave me was quite interesting because we'd already identified that he was very sensitive to many things in food, you know, like colours, preservatives, you know, sugar, like so many things, even in his clothing. We even had to have his clothing tested because he was sensitive to something called azo dyes, which is in both food and clothing. And anyway, so I didn't know anything about harmful ingredients. You know, I didn't know that in our toothpaste we had ingredients that were toxic. I didn't know in our shampoo and in our everyday, you know, personal care products. So that's, of course, going back 25 years ago. So cut a long story short, I got involved in that company and became very, very passionate because we um, got our son on a range of nutritional supplements. We cleaned out our home, got rid of all the toxins, and that became a very, very, very successful business for me. I got to a level called Double Diamond, which at that time there was only a handful of people who were at that level, and we were making really good money back in the day. And um, and and that and then I, I got this passion for, for for network marketing, and and that then led to something else, which led to something else, but. From, from those experiences then. So it's interesting to see how my career has, has really taken, has, has all taken from my son, from my son's challenges. So from there, we were asked to speak. So people wanted to say, well, how are you getting these results? You know, we've got kids with ADHD or we've got kids who are hyperactive. And then we started getting asked to speak. And over the years, oh, gosh, we've probably spoken to tens of thousands of people. We did seminar, like we would go on seminar tours and do, you know, 12 seminars in a row and sometimes they might have been small audiences of 30 or 50 and sometimes three or 400. 
And we did that for many years um, until we moved to Queensland. And um, and then my husband went into business with my son and I continued doing my parenting work. It's interesting, Kirsten, because my parenting work has weaved in and out of my other businesses over the last 20 plus years. But out of COVID, a huge blessing came for me because I was in another business, um, another network marketing business, online business, digital marketing, which I loved. Um, I was promoting a product that I was really passionate about, but it was a high ticket product, you know, several thousands of dollars. And And when COVID hit, people just weren't prepared to spend that sort of money. People were spending up to $10,000 to get involved in this business. So it was high ticket. So it took a bit of a hit um, as far as, you know, the income that was coming in. Mm -hmm. And I just had all these nudges from the universe, like because I'd had a rest from my parenting business for a little while. I was Mm -hmm. still passionate about it, but I wasn't actively pursuing it. And then I got these nudges from the universe and one from my very good friend, Di, who you know, who said... (laughs) Lillian, so many people need you. They need you now with your parenting work. So 18 months ago, I, I, I got back into my parenting work. I'm actually, I partner with my eldest son. We do a lot of stuff together and, um, and I'm totally back in flow again, 100%. Oh, I love it. Well, first of all, so much there. I mean, really, first of all, and I know we'll dig into this a little bit. We'll, we'll dig into several of those things a little bit more. <laughs> the journey of, of being a mom, and as we know, whether you have a child that um, has different things going on that make it harder to try to navigate through or whether, you know, you don't have some of those challenges, it's a challenging time to be a parent right now and to be a kid. Mm-hmm. So I know we're going to jump into maybe some of that in a bit. And mm-hmm. then the other thing is, is I love one that you kept reinventing yourself, right? You kept saying, oh, I was really good at this, but now, you know, this sort of opportunity came and, and so you weren't afraid to try these things. And then, you know, get really successful at it. But like you said, you always had this underlying passion in this love for, you know, helping parents and families because you knew how important it was for you to get that kind of uh, help and understanding and how much it impacted your lives by getting that, you know. So I guess that's the first question I'd ask you is how would you how do you recommend that people that maybe are just in a career that they don't love right now? You know, how do we kind of go towards the thing that we have this passion for? you know, of, for something, you know, so how would you say, how did you decide to make this into a business instead of just something that you were educating yourself on? Well, that's a really great question. And I, I believe I didn't seek it. I really believe in the law of attraction and the universe. So I just put out to the universe that I can, I can help people with, with Mm -hmm. what I know, with what I've learned and I didn't, I actually didn't sit down with a business plan going, okay, how can I be a parenting strategist? How can I do seminars and workshops? How can I be successful in this company? I didn't do any of that. It all came to me. Yeah. So I, I believe I attracted that because, you know, the universe knew that I had this, this passion and this mission. So I really, I've always affirmed um, what I want. So I always focus on what I want. And, and I always put out to the universe and say, I welcome, you know, all opportunities and things to come to me, you know, with ease and flow. And things always have. They've just come to me because I, I, I put it out there and, and I energise that and I show a lot of gratitude, what I already have and what's already happening. And opportunities just keep coming to me. So there was, I've never written a business plan. I'm probably the most unorganized businesswoman out there. (laughs) There's no business plan. There's no, like, it just all comes to me. And even currently, 
like the opportunities that are coming my way through, you know, reintroducing myself into the parenting space um, are incredible. I've just become um, accredited to become a nurtured heart approach advanced trainer. I was already a trainer and I decided to up the ante there. So since I've done that, like all these opportunities are coming in for me to teach that and share that. So I think my advice would be just really get clear on what you're passionate about, you know, and how you feel you can serve people with what you do, you know, and and it doesn't matter what it is. Like I heard you speaking about one of your friends whose child makes jewellery, you know, like whatever, whatever, you know, the passion is that you have or the thing that you want to do to help people and then just, you know, just really put it out there and the universe will just help you figure out ways to monetize it. Um, you, you know, you have to do a bit of research. You might have to, you know, check out other people who are maybe doing something similar and how they're doing it. But I really learned as I went along. Um, but I was always open to mentoring and I was always open to learning. So if a course came up, for example, last year I did one um, with a lady who said, you know, I help people launch their their courses online. So I invested, you know, some 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 good money to do that course yeah. and learn how to launch myself online because prior to that, much of what I was doing was in person. Like we were literally doing seminar after seminar after seminar. We we made a really good living. We would sell, like, as I've written six books, we've got a whole lot of other resources, and we would sell thousands of dollars of things each on each of our seminars. And then, you know, I'd book in coaching clients, et cetera, from that as well. But then that all stopped, right? So now everything's really online. Yeah. So I've had to reinvent my business, I guess. So I've had to, I have had to go and learn some stuff to be able to now do what I'm doing um, in a different way online. And I actually really love it online because you can reach people from all over the world. Like I can do one parenting class, masterclass and I can have people from all across Australia and all across the world, mm-hmm. whereas before, you know, it had to be whoever could come to the venue in that particular area. Right. So, yeah, just be open to to what comes to you. But in the same time, you have to do some stuff as well. I, I believe, you know, in the law of attraction, you've got to ask for what you want. So yeah. you do have to be clear on what you want. You've got to believe in what you want. Yeah. So you've got to really believe with your heart in what you want, but you do have to take action. I, I'm not one that just believes, think it, and it'll just, you know, think red Ferrari and it'll turn up in your driveway tomorrow. <laughs> like you've got to take action. You've got to take aligned action. And so if you ask and believe, take aligned action, yeah. then you will receive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think first of all, you know, one of the things you said is kind of like, you know, you sh- what you were doing is you were showing up and serving and in th- in something you're passionate about. And I think that's important, right, yeah. is, the goal is for us to serve with something we can offer someone. Right. Yeah. And then to your point, absolutely. We have to be able to believe that we we're capable of it, you know, and that we'll learn as we go, what we need to learn. And I think it's important too what you said, which is we do have to be willing to learn, keep growing, you know, and I've done the same, even though I've worked in the online space for a long time, I'm regularly taking courses or going through a program because there's always more to learn or there's more people to connect with that might, you know, grow me and vice versa, you know? And so I think that's really important what you said. And then I think the last thing was um, like you said, action. So many people get stuck in the ideation, which I love ideation, love it. But then you have to just, you have to take one of the ideas and move it forward. It may not be the final thing, 
But if you move it forward and like you said, you ask people, you tell people what it is you're trying to do, they'll get excited when you're excited and they'll, you know, they'll want to help you or they'll want to connect you with somebody else, which we've both had that happen just in this connection, you know? So I love that. So what about, you know, like you said, you had to kind of um, learn how to work, you know, your business in more of the online space because before you were able to be in person. So any thoughts with that? Like you said, that was new for you. And while you've done lots of new things, it can be, it can be a challenge to overcome something where like you might've said, oh, I'm not comfortable with that, but you didn't. Instead, you said like, how do I figure this out? Who can help me? So yeah. were there any limiting beliefs you had to overcome or would you encourage anybody like, yeah, we all get worried or scared or unsure, but so what would you, how would you answer that? But what, how would you tell them to respond? Absolutely. Look, I, I've had several lim- limiting beliefs and particularly around my parenting business. So with my network marketing businesses, I, you know, created some really good income over the years. And I and I, I am a really positive person and I do affirm, you know, what I want. But I did have this limiting belief that, you know, people aren't prepared to pay for parenting. You know, people will pay big dollars to do a course, a business course or a personal development course, or to learn a new skill, or even health. But then, you know, people aren't prepared to pay for parenting, because that, you know, that was just this belief that I had. And so I had to really do a lot of work on that for a start. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to work on, you know, people are prepared to pay, if you can help them with their problem. And that, and where it's all about, you know, helping people with fix their problems or their challenges. So that was one thing. The other big thing for me, Kristen, was techie stuff because, oh my gosh, I'm so out of alignment with techie stuff. You know, doing the the landing pages and the and the links and the like, even oh, just anything techie. Like yeah. I'm like ah. But fortunately for me, um, my elder son who is. Uh, an amazing uh, practitioner is also really good at techie stuff because he actually was going into computer science at, at high school before he got into this, and he changed his 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 um his career because of the journey that we had with his younger brother. So he's really good at all the techie stuff as well as all the health stuff. So he helps me with a lot of stuff, and I've just had to outsource some stuff, you know, some help as well. I'm c- constantly doing courses, so. I'm currently doing a 30-day, you know, video challenge that, you know, that does put you, I don't have a challenge with doing the videos, but once again, it goes back to kind of the techie stuff that we have to do as well. Right. So, yeah, just just putting myself out there and, and you know, when I have a limiting belief or when I feel like, you know, I can't do something, then I just switch it. I have this thing that I actually teach parents, you know, if you have a, you um, a challenge or you think a certain way you think Mm -hmm. a negative thought I go right Lily and switch it and this is the very important question to ask whether it's about parenting or business or anything in life what is it I really want so do I want to focus on the outcome that I want or do I want to focus on the challenge or the problem so I switch it and I ask myself that question and then I seek a positive you know, answer back from that. So I might have to go out and do some research or, you know, ask people, hey, do you know somebody, for example, this um, banner that I've got here that you can see? Yep. I wanted to do this and and I just couldn't be bothered figuring out how to do it. And I found somebody who did it for me for $50. Yep. So why yep. would I stress myself out about trying to do this, even though she probably did it in five minutes because right. that's her right. area 
of expertise, but I paid $50 for it. I was happy to pay $50 for it and somebody else did it for me. So sometimes, you know, you, you have to outsource as well. And I know it's tricky for people when they're starting their own businesses sometimes because finances are limited. I've got creative with that as well. I've got into some, you know, crypto and stuff like that where I can earn crypto and then pay people in crypto. So sometimes, you know, you can get a bit creative with with your money as well when you're starting in your own business because I think sometimes people go, well, I don't have the funds to start a business. I don't have the funds to to do this course or to hire this person and I've got to do it all on my, my own. But you'll be surprised how much you can learn and you can YouTube anything these days, like just Google and say, Google, how do I, you know, and get answers. So there's always an answer to the question or the, or the problem that you, you, you have. Yeah. And two things about that. The first is I often talk about something similar about how you, you know, you reframe your question. And a lot of people get stuck in the, you know, we get stuck in the what ifs, right? Or the sh- could have, yeah. should have. And so yeah. people, people be like, well, what if they laugh at me, right? What if? I get embarrassed. What if it doesn't work? Right. So what if I fail? And, you know, it's just the same thing. I say, reframe that, you know, what if it did succeed? What if, you know, this went well, you know, in other words, instead of looking at what could go wrong, why aren't we looking at the the future possibility, right? Like what, just like you said, like, what's the outcome you want? If the outcome is I want to start this new thing, or at least try this new thing, then focus on that positive direction and outcome, just like you're saying, but just with a what if statement. So I think yeah. that's important to remind, remind people and just reinforce what you said. And then the second thing is outsourcing actually is so important. And while I outsource some stuff, there's still a long list of stuff for this fall that I need to, you know, take off my plate and outsource. But I would encourage people when they say, you know, I don't have a lot of money. Well, that's one reason why I do encourage people. You don't have to jump up both feet with a new venture. You mm-hmm. can just say, what are what's the first step I could take to test this? idea or just test the type of content. You know, you don't have to have the whole business built yet. And what's great is you don't even have to have a website yet, which of course, at some point, you know, that's a good idea to have it, but you can start with a free Facebook page or a free Etsy or whatever it might be. And then, like you said, you got a, not a little bit of the banner, Fiverr and all these other sites like Upwork, you can go and for very little money, you can get someone Mm -hmm. to either do logo design or editing of a podcast or video whatever you really need. Right. And so what's cool about that is, is you don't have to pay for everything at one time. You know, Mm -hmm. you can just do this one bit to kind of get you excited and move you a little further. And so I would just encourage people, unlike if you were doing a brick and mortar store, you would kind of have to have everything done to some extent at one time, right? The signage and all the interior and the product, but with an online business, which so many of us have at this point, you, you really don't have to have all those things from day one, you know, and Absolutely. so I think it's so cool and it really does open up the, I mean, online business has been around, of course, but I think even more people are considering them with, you know, what's been going on with the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, um, what last bit of inspiration for this piece about the business would you want to leave people with maybe that you didn't um, touch on yet? Just encouraging them to sort of step into something new. I think that, you know, life is short. And our work life component of our life is a third or more of our life. So to be doing something that you're not in flow with, that you're not passionate about, or that you don't even like, and dare I use the H word, some people hate their jobs yeah. or what they're doing, you know, that, and, and, and I think that, you know, some people are afraid 
to step out of the security of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my advice would be keep your keep your full-time job or whatever you're doing, even if you're not in flow at the moment, but start something, a passion business on the side. Or you might like network marketing is a great thing because there's already a support system there. You might find a product that you love and you want to promote or you might find a community of people who you really align with. And sometimes it's not even about making money initially. It's just about getting into the community, getting into the mindset, you know, doing the personal development and the and the personal growth to get you to that space then where you can start to monetize something that you're passionate about. But I think, you know, we don't no longer have to be in a J-O-B from, you know, 15 to 65. Like, you yeah. know, we have so many opportunities out there and online there's an abundance of opportunities but my recommendation would be find something you're passionate about find a community of people you align with that you feel good about hanging out with you know you're that 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 align with the way that you think and and just be open to learning and take it one step at a time like you know keep your job and then and then have a goal that okay if I build this business and then okay, in my job, I earn X dollars a month. So to replace that job, I need that much plus plus a bit of a, you know, a, a, an extra. And at that point, we can quit our job. So that's what my husband and I did when we started that first network marketing business. We were working full-time in my husband's electrical contracting business. And with under in under two years, we were making more money than, than we were in that business so we actually closed that business down for 15 years. He only reopened it again to help our son. So we we replaced our income doing what we love doing and helping people. And but that that took time. So we built that up while we were still working full time. But then then we had the opportunity to say, no, we don't want to do that anymore. That's not our passion. And let's continue on with this. And sometimes people never get their you know, their side sideline business to, to earning full time, but that's okay. You're doing something that you're passionate about. Right. You're hanging out with like-minded, you know, entrepreneurial thinking people. And that's going to that's going to benefit you in so many other ways in life as well. Oh, so good. So uh, before we wrap up and we find out or people find out how they can connect with you online, would you is there any words of wisdom you might give to you know parents listening that maybe have been having a hard time, right? Being a parent right now during this pandemic, you know, it's a hard time. And do you have any advice just from your parenting strategy hat uh, for parents going through, you know, this kind of in the midst of it? Absolutely. Well, do we have another hour? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, Look, I think the key is parenting is not a role. It's a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you really want the most from your relationships with your children, that's what you have to really work on, pandemic or not. But, of course, in today's situation, there's a lot more stress on both parents and kids, right. you know, with, with lockdowns and homeschooling and masks and fear and, like, panic and, you know, parents may be losing their jobs or their careers or their income, you know, all mental health. There are so many things going on. And and I always think so family is my number one value. So I always that's the first thing that I'm going to put my time and energy into. And and I, I talk about, you know, upside down parenting and upside down relationshiping. So this would be my one quick tip. If you are relationshiping with your kids and you are putting your energy 
into what they're not doing well or how they're stressing you out or upsetting you or, you know, if they're fighting or you're not listening or not cooperating because most of us parents do energise that and and that sort of ends up being a vicious cycle of not a good relationship, right, because the kids don't like the way that you're, you're reacting to them and you don't like the way that they're re- reacting to you. So I just suggest turn that upside down type of relationship in right side up and take the time to focus on what they're doing well or even the baby steps towards what they're doing well and give that so much recognition and relationship and energy so that the kids will actually feel good about your interactions and your connection and your communication and your relationship. They will in turn start, you know, reacting appropriately because of that feeling of I'm being heard, I'm being recognised, and your relationships will totally, this is what I teach with the Nurtured Heart Approach, and it's hard to put in a quick little nutshell but basically it's about energizing what you want to grow I'll give you a quick example I use the example of taking your watering can or the garden hose out in the garden and you're wanting to you know water your flowers or your plants or your herbs or your veggie patch you're not going to take the hose and water the weeds because you don't want the weeds to grow right okay so don't water the weeds in your relationship don't give energy to the stuff that you don't want to grow mm-hmm. Oh, no, I love it. I, I think in a short clip, that was actually fantastic. And I think it's, you know, so insightful and in having three, um, well, one grown son and two teenagers, teenage, teenage sons, I can definitely relate that um, when, when we've not purposefully taken that route, you know, in moments yeah. where you're like, oh, it versus when you're actually, like you said, affirming and connecting yes. all the difference, Huge all the difference. difference in the world, especially with our son in college right now. You know, yeah. like you said, when it's just very positive, even if yeah. there's things going on that aren't maybe what you want, it, he's much more responsive, right? And much more opened. And so I think what you said really is so important. I think it's hard sometimes when you're, you are, you know, stretched too thin as a parent, right? With work mm-hmm. and, you know, being a parent and trying to get the meals and the kids everywhere. But I think that's when we have to just take a little time to reflect, you know, and then try to make, like you said, little changes over time it will nurture the right things instead of the, the things we want to get rid of. Yeah. And putting that energy in now will actually make things easier because you won't then have the butting heads and yelling. Because what do we do? We yell, we nag, we scream, we threaten, we take away privileges. I mean, nobody's happy in that scenario. No. So by gaining cooperation, your life as a parent is going yeah. to flow a lot easier you won't be stressed. You won't be yelling and nagging and, you know, all of that stuff that we don't like doing as parents, right? Yeah. And and everybody will be happier. The, ha- the home will be calmer, more har- harmonious, and everybody will be happier with each other. So it's worth making the effort. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for what you do. And it's so needed. It's always been needed, right? Helping our family and our parenting area, just because it's it's hard. Every child is different. We have different needs, you know, depending on what's going on. So thank you for the important work you're doing. And can you share with us how can people connect with you online and learn more about what you have to offer and all the good things you're doing? Thanks, Kristen. Well, I, with your permission, I'll share with you a link, which is like a, a website slash landing page link. And on that link, people can access um, a free copy of my favorite book, The Revolting Child of Blessing in Disguise, which is our journey. So I've written six books. 
So that was book number three written just as my son was turning 16. Um, that, that's, that is our story from my pregnancy right through until all of his challenges when he revolted as a teenager and then us coming through that. So you can download that for free. You can also watch a free masterclass um, that we did recently this year on there. And all of my Facebook pages are on there as well. So that's like a probably the best thing to send people. Uh, I have the Parent Support Network, as you can see on the screen here. Uh, parentsupportnetwork.com.au is actually where you can find all that information. And I do a weekly TV show on Parent Support Network. So just uh, answering parents' questions I do courses and, yeah, also, I do lots of things to support parents. And I'm also happy to have conversations with somebody who has, you know, uh, a situation that they might like to discuss with, with me as a parenting strategist. Um, I'm happy to have a, a conversation with somebody if I can help them, a complimentary conversation. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And it it's so important because I have a – I think I mentioned this to you when, another time when we were talking – I have a friend that went through a very similar um, situation to yours as far as some of the struggles with their son with ADHD and impulsivity. And mm-hmm. one of my sons, um, not diagnosed as that, but definitely strong-willed and a little towards ODD. And so yeah. we've, we've had our rough, bumpy moments as well. Um, you know, fortunately in school and stuff, he was, it was okay, but at home. So I very much, you know, relate to some of these challenges, um, you know, mm-hmm. close to my heart and it's, it makes it hard sometimes. Right. And so you do yes. need strategies and people around you that can support you. So, mm-hmm. oh, thank you so much, Lillian, for your time today. And I look it's forward to awesome. connecting again soon. Thank you so much, Kristen. It was a great Absolutely. conversation. Appreciate it. So many good takeaways in the conversation today with Lillian, but most of all, I love her passion and her energy. I love that she's willing to step into new things, but also be able to come back to herself, come back to what she knows is really her purpose work in helping parents and families, you know, really live together, you know, in the best way possible in healthy relationships. And I just want to leave you with these words as you step out into the world and consider what it is you're doing and what it is you want to go after. But these are by Bob Goff. He says, We want to be the kind of people who release amazing things into the world and are willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. The importance of having ambition, there is a silent flip of a switch that happens when we make this determination about something we want. It's the point where we move from just thinking about ambition to actually doing something about it. Ah, and it's so true. As I've talked about before, before, it's so much more about having the idea and then taking action with that idea doing something. It can be a conversation. It can be sharing with a friend or it can be testing out the idea or trying out the thing, but it takes us going from thinking about it to doing something for us to be able to step into the future that's waiting for us. So I would just encourage you go towards your passion and find what lights you up and go keep going and keep stepping out and trying new things. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. And I would like to invite you to join our Facebook group called Building a Life You Love, where we will provide additional encouragement, motivation. We will answer questions and we will just give you more resources and support along your journey to define life on your terms go after your dreams and find work that lights you up. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe 
and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.